You're listening to The Collected Podcast, bringing you inspiration and resources to help you discover and live from your truest self. Follow along on social media at Collected Workshops, and be sure to visit thecollectedpodcast.com for show notes and to learn more. The Collected Podcast is sponsored by Clean Juice, a certified organic nutrition and wellness bar with more than 100 locations in development in 16 states. Learn more at cleanjuice.com. Welcome to episode 25 of The Collected Podcast. I'm Tia McNelly. I'm Michaela Hooper. And I'm Jess Biondo. We are thrilled today to be interviewing Andy Squires, an incredible artist and musician, a man of incredible poetry and wisdom. He's a risk taker and a boundary pusher, and I dig it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That interview was incredible. He really gets into the reality of the struggle mm-hmm. and how that's what we're wired for. Yeah. And I'm just really excited for our listeners to hear this kind of different voice. No one has said this yet. Yeah. You know, every interview is new and different. Yeah. But we see so many themes repeated. And this is a new yeah. a new theme. I love and it. And it's so important. Yeah. Sure. He talked about the grind, like mm-hmm. not avoiding mm-hmm. the grind. And I was like, oh yeah. That is so awesome. Yeah. Because we can so quickly avoid going through the process again and again yeah, and again. Yeah, for sure. And before so. we let you listen to this whole interview, yeah, we wanted to tell you about a way that we're encouraging y- girls and young women to take risks, just like Andy talks about, um, through creativity mm-hmm. at Collected Camp. So Collected Camp registration is open. We want to make sure that we are sharing that with you and encouraging you if you're in the Charlotte area to enroll your girls and in Collected Camp. You can visit collectedworkshops.com slash collected hyphen camp to learn more. Um, we are pouring into these girls, telling them who they are in Christ, making sure they understand that they were created for a unique purpose, that they were created for worship, that they're holy, chosen, and dearly loved, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and that creativity is their birthright and a part of their nature, that they were made by a maker and mm-hmm. made to create. So um, if your girls are between the ages of 12 and 18, you have got to get them registered and collected camp. Yes, yes. and it's a week long in the summer, and it's a day camp. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and the dates and everything are on the website. Yeah, so check it out. And here is our interview with Andy. Hey, Andy, welcome to The Collected Podcast. Hey, guys. I'm so glad that you're here with us. Yeah, it's great to be here. Um, So we want to start today by hearing a little bit of your faith journey and the ways that God has um, spoken to you throughout your life and just drawn you to Him. Yeah, well, um, let's see. So I met the Lord when I was really young. I I come from a, a a broken home, kind of a typical story. My my parents divorced when I was I was little, and so I lived with my dad, and we lived in kind of a rougher neighborhood in the city that we were in. And uh, there was this. Uh, my dad was going to school and working full time, so me and my little brother were kind of just these little hood rats running around the neighborhood. And there was a, and he, he wasn't a believer, um, uh, but there was a lady who would uh, kind of go round up the neighborhood kids. And this was, you know, I guess late 70s, early 80s. Uh, she would round up the kids and um, she would promise to give them candy if they would come in 
to her house and listen to Bible stories. I, di- I didn't know what the Bible was, but I knew what candy was. So that's all I really cared about. <laughs> so um, that's not really something you can't really gather kids in your house with promises of candy anymore. It's kind of a different world. Right? These days, but but um, so, Goodness. yeah, I just I remember going into this lady's house and she would do the little felt board uh, yes. Bible story things. And that's the first time I heard about God and wow. Jesus and sin and hell and heaven <laughs> and all of that kind of stuff. So not, you know, obviously didn't get like a full understanding or robust theology, you know, in regards to the narrative of the Bible. But I do remember coming into a um, like a significant understanding of God as a person and the you know, he was an important person to know. So mm-hmm. that was that was the very beginning of my faith journey. So as you continue to grow and mature, when did you discover your purpose or, or what you're doing now? Um, let's see. So when I was in high school, I I was I wasn't a good student. Uh, but I was really good. I read a lot. I was a voracious reader growing up. And then and then I wrote a lot. I was always writing prose and poetry and um, just cared about words a lot. But but it, it wasn't to any um, focused in. I was I didn't set out to be a songwriter or anything like that. I was just interested in words. I loved stories and I loved music. Yeah. And so um, I guess after high school, I had a friend who had heard some of the poems that I had written, and he asked me if I had ever considered songwriting, and I, I literally never had. I, I played a little bit of guitar, but I had never even thought about songwriting being a thing. But um, so I started with him. I think I was 19 years old, and then just have never quit. That was the beginning of my, um, songwriting journey. So that's, I started about late teens and then never stopped. Mm -hmm. So that's been like a 26 year journey. So. And in that journey, what surprising doors has God opened? Gosh, I don't think God has really opened any doors in like in a surprising way. Like it's been a grind to be Mm -hmm. honest. Like, I've not been, there's never really been kind of like the one big opportunity of like making it or, you know, I mean, I have experienced some, some degrees of success, but the truth is if I didn't really love writing or songwriting and music, I probably wouldn't still be doing it. If, if my only measurement was some kind of financial, or or financial success or fame success you know there's there's lots of different ways you can measure success right and so for me it's just been about really enjoying the songwriting process and then obviously just singing songs for the the few people that care about those songs that's just Mm -hmm. been a that's my constant motivation well andy i've always been blown away by the depth in your mm-hmm. lyrics mm-hmm. and the the stories that you tell, but also the mystery. So yeah. the, your lyrics not only tell a story, 
when yeah. you know you're in the midst of it and you're singing them. But for the listener and even for people that are reading your lyrics, mm-hmm. there's mystery. So it leaves you wondering. You you're captivated, and. Yeah. I would love for you to tell us just a little bit about how your life, your story has played a part in writing your lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I would say there, there's, there's two main chapters of my artistic life so far. The first chapter is it's, um, it has more to do with me trying to write songs for the church. And what I mean by that is like, there was a time in my life when I had uh, the main idea was to write either praise and worship songs for churches to sing in the congregational setting or kind of just like a faith oriented thing that, you know, would would be palatable for Christians that would be the first chapter of my life. The second chapter of my life is where I took both of those ideas and kind of just did away with them altogether. Cause mm. I just, I couldn't serve that idea anymore. <laughs> it was very, very constrictive for me, artistically speaking. And I kind of just decided to only use words that I wanted to actually sing and write, just write songs that I would be interested in listening to. And yeah, you know, I talk a lot about the the pitfalls of Christian art or Christian music in general, and it's 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 a little bit unfair, and it gets to be a tiresome narrative because it because Christian art is such an easy target. Um, but for me, I decided to only do what I wanted to do, and if that was going to be offensive to Christian people, I was okay with that. But what's really happened for me is that making that choice to take risks in my music has actually opened way more doors for me mm-hmm. than anything I had done previous to that. Mm-hmm. Wow. So if if the model, you know, there's if there are these success models, the success model is to say the least the least interesting thing in the most simplest way. And therefore you will reach the most people. And (laughs) I could never do that very well or at least well enough to gain any momentum with my music. But as soon as I started to stay true to what I really wanted to say and what I really want, how I really wanted to say it, then that's when I really began to feel momentum on, you know, I don't know if I can call it a music career, but just the ongoing process of writing and performing um, only took off for me when I decided to just do what I wanted to do. I hope that makes sense. Oh, for sure. And it's so powerful because, you know, I think deep down we're all longing to operate from that place. I believe that. With all my heart, I do. Yeah. Yeah. And how amazing that when we do that, we actually, we activate that in other people. It's true. Mm. So your music, that's part, I believe, of what your music carries. I mean, I love Cherry Blossoms. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that album is so, it's so good. Like, it's hard to put into words. Like, but when I listen to it, I, I, I feel like there are certain things specific to me that are 
being stirred up and being activated. Right. And I mean, that's how, how Holy Spirit works, you know, like mm-hmm. it's just so, it's awesome. So, um, but are you, are you working on anything right now? Like, are you working on some new, some yes. new music? Well, I'm yes, sure you're I, always I, working I, on new music. Like, <laughs> yeah. what am I saying? But like, are you working on an album specifically? Yeah, I have a brand new album in the works. Um, and it's going to be 10 songs long and we're probably 70% of the way through the recording process right now. And, and, and I think as, as much as cherry blossoms surprise people, I think this next project is going to do that even more so. And I'm, yeah, I'm very, (laughs) very excited to get these songs out into the world. So good. As you've been working on this new album, is there something that stands out that you feel like the Holy Spirit has been teaching you um, about yourself or the process or just speaking into your heart right now? Uh, so I could say that um, the the thing that I've probably learned so far in this album is that when when a person gets to a certain degree of expertise, like... <clears throat> So there, there's, there's being good at something and then there's mastering something, right? So, yeah. so I feel like for me, I've, I've been at the craft of songwriting for, for, for decades now. And I, I, I don't say this arrogantly. I say this really, it's going to sound arrogant, but I say it as, with as much humility as I can, but I don't write bad songs anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and I've gotten to the point where good songs aren't good enough for me. I'm only looking for the gold, right? It's like, yeah. like, like I have to, if I'm going to stretch myself, I have to reach the gold. And what I found in the process of writing this next record was that I got so good at writing a certain way or in a certain song structure that in order for me to do something new and fresh, I had to like, not see myself as a master anymore. And I had to like go and relearn songwriting. I had to like treat myself as a total beginner. Um, You know, there's that saying, don't rest on your laurels. Like there really is something about success that can keep you from further growth. There's a, when you, when you, when you have enjoyed some kind of, um, I don't know, it's, it's an affirmation. Like, as an artist, you're, you're not doing what you do so you can hide in your closet with it. You, you really do want it to be presented and you want people to get blessed by it some way. And the reciprocation of that is that you feel warmed by that. Like it feels good. Right. Right. And the, and the, the temptation that you have to fight at that point is, wow, that felt so good. I'm just going to go do that again. Again. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And but I don't want to do that because I want to grow as an artist. I don't want to repeat myself. So the risk, the <laughs> best art is always found in the risk. You know, there's a, there's a phrase I can't remember who said it first, but it's like risk or rust, risk or rust. Ooh, and yeah. I mm-hmm. I don't want to rust. I want to risk. So really, um, to answer your question, uh, I learned that I don't know everything and I learned to put myself in a place where I saw myself as a beginner and and like learned the joy of starting all over again. 
We want to take just a second and give a shout out to our sponsor, which is Clean Juice. Um, What I love about Clean Juice is that they are the only 100% USDA certified organic juice bar. And they're more than a juice bar because they're more about like holistic wellness. Um, They definitely are looking to help their customers embrace a lifestyle of being healthy in body and strong in spirit. And so I know I definitely appreciate a clean eating lifestyle. I found that that just makes my body feel better. I've actually been blown away by even their ability to create new items. Yeah. Um, and they're so, it's so fresh and inviting their stores. Every single one that I've been in, um, they are constantly looking to empower people to live. Mm-hmm. A clean lifestyle. And they give mm-hmm. such great education too. Yes. I love how they have like an add-on per month yeah. and they educate their their um, customers with the benefits of the mm-hmm. add-on, yeah. the health benefits. Yeah. Well, and T, you were talking about clean eating. I haven't really shared much of this on the podcast, but I have some autoimmune issues and circulation and I notice a difference. Like mm-hmm. when I'm eating like I should be and eating from clean juice and the food they have, my body feels so much better and I don't have those issues anymore. Diet makes such a difference. It does. Preach, girl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you guys go check out clean juice. Get you some. Get yourself the awake one. No, the wake up one. Ooh. (laughs) The wake up one to start your morning right tomorrow. Get woke. Get the app and find a clean juice near you. I'm so excited for that album. Do you already have a name for it? I don't. Okay. I don't have a name. I don't even have a working title. <laughs> <laughs> Risk or Rust, you know? Risk or Rust, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much time we have, but I would also say that... that we have plenty um, of time. <laughs> well, one of the things that I would would encourage your listeners who are pursuing different endeavors that... Um, we're actually hardwired hmm. for difficulty. You know, we, mm, come on. in our minds, in our minds, we think that we, we want to land the, I don't know, the, the, we, we want to gain the money or we want to gain that place where we don't have to think about working anymore because we're just, rich and famous or whatever, like whatever those false trappings may be. But, but the reality is that the pursuit of the dream is actually better than the fulfillment of the dream. Wow. So, so I am, I am certainly enjoying some success based on the music that I've made, but it's been the process of creating that's been the most fun. I'm, I'm thankful for the success and I'm glad for it, but that is not my end game. Yeah. My end game is really, it's like if I was a mountain climber and I climbed a really tall mountain, as soon as I come back down, I'm looking for the next mountain and I want it to be harder. And why is that? It's because it's that anticipation of that thing that seems impossible to grasp. Mm-hmm. And I, that's, that's the thing to me that makes life enjoyable. I'm, I, I have found that some of the most unhappy and unhealthy <laughs> people are people that don't have any pressure or any challenge or any mystery that they're trying to work through in their lives. Yeah. So for me, I'm, 
you know, I'm not looking to live a life of suffering or anything like that. Like I'm not trying to be poor. I'm not trying to be, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I want as many people to listen to my music as possible, you know, but my point in all of this is that, um, we are, we are in our humanity hardwired to face challenge because human discovery is one of the greatest gifts that God ever gave us, mm. you know? So, so how, cause I mean, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. How do you like, what are practical things that you do in the day to day just to, to walk that out? Like, how do you, how do you do that on the, in the everyday? Well, I make really bad choices on a consistent basis. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> like I, I. Oh my gosh! I'm I'm an I'm an eight on the enneagram. Right? Word up. So I I hate the status quo, and I've 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 made so many bad decisions. And when I say bad decisions, I mean like. Whatever conventional wisdom says to do, I I generally do the exact opposite of that, mm-hmm. you know, and um, so I just I don't know, man. It's kind of like I I've just learned to follow my gut more than anything else, That's and yeah. my gut is generally operating <laughs> at a different space and pace than. The, you know, the speed of this world. And I, and, and the thing is, here's the thing. If you're following Jesus or if you're making artistic choices in whatever it is that you're pursuing, it's not that you get to follow Jesus and make, make choices that are risky. And then you don't um, suffer the consequences of that. No, it's like, here's the deal. You're in this you're in it with Jesus. And if you're going after something that's real and good, you're going to pay the price for it and you're going to bear some scars from it. And to me, it's worth it. Like, I think most people get disillusioned in their pursuit of their art because they think, oh, God told me to do this or God had placed this destiny or this idea in my mind. And if it's from God, then it's just going to happen and it's going to be easy because, you know, God's Santa Claus and he set this up for me to be blessed. (laughs) And when the reality is because God knows you're hardwired to walk by faith, he set it up to be the exact opposite. Mm. He's made it hard for you on purpose because things that are hard are better than things that are easy. Mm. So nugget. I probably the gold. just confused everybody. There's the gold. Yeah. <laughs> no, that no. makes perfect sense. Because it, it just aligns with so much you've already said. Mm. Mm-hmm. And if listeners, if you have not listened to Andy's music, now when you listen, because you should when you're done listening to this podcast, um, you will hear the correlation. Mm. Yeah, hopefully there's a correlation, yes. Yeah. So you are married to Amy, and you mm-hmm. have six kids. Yeah. So I guess in the in the midst of, like, your process as an artist and, you know, writing and things like that, like, how has your family played a part in that, in oh, that process? Oh, I love that question. I love that question. 
I, I'll answer this from a practical standpoint first, because I get I get asked the question a lot uh, of just about the actual, you know, picking up the guitar process and writing. Yeah. Um, you know, because for a lot of folks, they have to have kind of like a neat, organized and quiet space for them to do work. But for me, our our house was just chaos for so many years that if I had waited for the chaos to go away in order to create. I would have never done any work. Good work. And, mm. and so I I kind of just learned how to um, think and write and play in the middle mm. of all of those, you know, beautiful screaming kids and, you know, dinner dishes. And um, <laughs> yeah, I just, I just learned that I was never going to have the, the right moments or the perfect zen space to Mm. work my stuff out in and i'd say that it it was pretty formational for me you know i think even if you listen to my songs you can probably hear my family in the songs you know i mean i don't i don't put them way out there but gosh i think our household is probably the the rhythm of most of my music Mm. and and so um yeah. Does that answer your question? Yeah, that's great. I mean, I think okay. that's a, um, I think that's hard sometimes because you know, like you were saying, life. There are a lot of there are challenges. Life is difficult. Like we can, and even just the day to day chaos. Like yeah, what you said are beautiful things. But yeah, I think that that's um, that's really important to remember to keep mm-hmm. pressing in, to keep like, to keep working in the midst of those things. Yeah. Um, Cause that can actually keep us from doing the thing that we're meant to be doing. Like, yeah. yeah. Now, now let me, let me just give a little bit of, I should tell on myself because I don't want to make it sound like I'm a superhuman being, but <laughs> I, I do have this thing where, I can't really pick up my guitar until I've vacuumed the house. So I, oh. so I do have to have a clean space, you know? <laughs> yes, like, I understand that. Okay. So I'm, I, I, I want to just be honest. Like I, I make sure my desk is in order so that when I come back to my desk, I know what's where I am in my notebook. And Honesty. I, you know, I really do try to like make my bed in the morning and, you know, keep, keep a legitimate, space um and and then definitely have to vacuum because i love vacuuming for some reasons <laughs> yes. it's, it's a little bit of ocd or something oh, like that, that I don't so know. good um we are just out of, about out of time yeah but before we let you go because you are a fount of wisdom mm-hmm. and i feel like the holy spirit um you know whenever you speak at our church gives you such powerful words and i was just wondering what would you say to someone who is on the brink of like stepping into a struggle. How yeah. might you encourage them? Yeah. Um, like, what would you say to one of your kids who is about to take on a new challenge that they feel like they're supposed to do, but it's going to be hard? Yeah. Oh, I love that question. Uh, I love that you posed it about my kids because I, I'm definitely, um, in that. I mean, I've got kids coming into adulthood now mm-hmm. who are who are going after dreams in their own heart. And mm-hmm. I would say this, especially if, if to parents who have kids, I would say um, 
don't, don't, uh, how do I say this? Don't protect your kids from the pressure. Don't mm. protect your kids from the struggle because it's that struggle towards those dreams that are going to form them into being, becoming great human beings. Mm. I've just, you know, part of, you know, back, back to, uh, bad decisions that Amy and I have made, you know, we raised six kids on one income for a really long time. And so, so the outcome of that was, you know, our kids wore hand-me-downs and our kids, you know, didn't have iPhones when they were young or, or whatever, right? You know, all of those things that you might think are important. But, but you know, and I think at times Amy and I maybe, some, you know, maybe to a degree felt guilty that we didn't do more for our kids um, in terms of material wealth. Mm. But looking back, we're like, man, these kids are amazing. And we realize it's because they are part of our story. Like our mm-hmm. family story is we were in this together and they felt all the pressures that we felt mm. and they thrived in those things just in the same way that we had to learn dependence on the Lord. They had to learn dependence on the Lord. Yeah. And, and so I think that's what I say to my kids now. Um, they, they've got, I've got one kid who's pursuing a career in baking and she's getting these opportunities and she's, she's finding herself in these realms where she could be a little bit intimidated because the other people that she's baking with are, they're just fantastic. And, but, but she's just got this warrior soul. And Hmm. so I just try to speak to that, you know, I just like, Hey, it's okay to be scared. You know, your first day on the job is going to be hard, but you you can't run. You just have to go through the fire, you know. Mm. I I think that most people uh there's a famous Woody Allen quote that he says 90% of life is just showing up. And I I have found that to be so true in my own life. Just just keep showing up. Just Keep, just put one foot in front of the other, even mm-hmm. when things are painful, even when things are scary. Um, I think we live in a culture now where people bolt very quickly. People leave the process before they've even gotten to the really good parts. Yeah. I would say to people, the worst time you can leave a process is in the hardest time, you yeah. know, and that, that really... That really separates the girls from the women or the boys from the men. You know, it's like you have got to dig in and and just allow yourself to feel that pressure, feel that pain. Don't be afraid because it's really forming you into something truly magnificent. Oh, wow. That is perfect. Come on. That was the perfect <laughs> note to end on, uh, that word of encouragement. Yeah. Andy, thank you so much for your time. Oh, you're welcome. It was, it's been a pleasure. You're, you're awesome. I hope I get to see you soon, man. <laughs> yes. See you guys later. <laughs> All bye. right. Bye. All right. Bye. Well, I was completely coming up out of my chair the entire time I listened to that interview. Mm. <laughs> really, the thing I identified most was his, with was um, his need to vacuum. Just being real. <laughs> I feel you, Andy. <laughs> oh, I can't get anything done until my house is clean. And the floors. What is it? I feel like that's such a like 
a large return on your, your energy investment <laughs> cleaning the floors. So like, I get that. Well, it's funny that you say that. Cause I feel like actually that's like, we're ground. That's where we're grounded. So Ooh. like, I don't know. That's I was just deep, thinking about that. Dude. Like <laughs> you're just like, I like to vacuum. <laughs> I but, just really do like to vacuum. But I think that's fascinating. Like, you know, the place where we're constantly walking and like, yeah, we feel grounded and like, if it's clean, it's yeah. Back to my whole like one stuff. Chat. On my toes. <laughs> my tagline of get your crap off the floor. <laughs> Maybe oh that gosh. should be the name of the book. <sighs> yeah. So many. No. I, um, <laughs> I wrote so many things down. Me too. Because there were all of these, you know, he talked about finding the gold mm. and I was like, there is so much gold like nuggets of wisdom and goodness throughout mm-hmm. his interview yeah. Um, that I was just like constantly writing little things down that he said, but they all tied together so well. And, mm. um, you know, I love what he said about the chaos, mm-hmm. like working through the chaos. Yep. And that even aligned with what he was talking about, about like working through the difficulty, yeah. Yeah. the process, like just – Getting after it. Not hiding yourself from it. No. Or avoiding it, but just facing it head on. Well, he said we're wired for struggle. And Mm -hmm. that's so true. Mm -hmm. And and honestly, it's such a part of our lives as disciples. Like Jesus' life was not easy. Totes biblical. (laughs) Right. Like, I mean, we really we don't this is really cliche and it's been said time and time again. But in case somebody needs to hear it afresh. We are not meant to live a comfortable, easy life without mm-hmm. without struggle and trials. Like mm-hmm. that's not if we want to live like Jesus, we die. That's how it goes. We die to ourselves and we put our our own agendas to death. And that's mm-hmm. that's really a hard place to sit. But yeah. the struggle is where it's at. We're yeah. wired for it. Yeah. The risk or rust. Mm, that was good. Yeah. Risk or rust. Like the best art is in the risk, mm-hmm. he said. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Yeah. He makes me want to be creative, you guys. Like, that really inspired me to make something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listeners, when you're done driving or listening to this podcast, go make something great. Yeah. Whether yeah. it's just a fantastic cup of coffee or initiating a good conversation. Or like a really cool spreadsheet. Yeah. And don't do it the way you've done before. Yeah. Ooh, that's our challenge for you today. Do something in a new way this mm-hmm. week. Yeah. All right, listeners, we will see you back here next Thursday. Thank you for listening to The Collected Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you like what you've heard, we'd love it if you would help spread the word. Check back here for weekly episodes dropping every Thursday. You can follow Collected on social media at Collected Workshops. Find The Collected Podcast on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash The Collected Podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Become a patron for as little as $1 a month to gain access to bonus content, early bird ticket sales, exclusive contests, and more. You can also find Tia at Tia McNally Notes, Jess at Spreza Foundry, and Michaela at The Creative Space NC. Collected proudly supports and partners with Flourish Kenya, a nonprofit working to prevent and support unplanned adolescent pregnancy in rural Kenya. Learn more at flourishkenya.org. Support for the Collected Podcast is provided by Clean Juice. Learn more at cleanjuice.com and be sure to check out their lifestyle arm at wellhappyandkind.com.
Podcast recorded by Jacob Early. Music by Asaf Alon.